last two days not been a side note. Has the last two days not been amazing? Like how amazing, right? Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean the people, the people, the conversations, everything. Um, so I want to I want to talk with you today about education in general. And one of the problems that I have with education is that um, sometimes as teachers we we do it how it's all how we've always done it because that's how they've always done it. And so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about innovation in classroom. Uh, innovation in our world and things like that. So, for example, innovation. I'm a child of the 70s and 80s. So I attended kindergarten in 1977, if that dates me or you, I'm really sorry. Um, and I, I can still remember Mrs. Derrick, my first grade teacher, would come into uh, class with the worksheets fresh off the ditto machine. Now, if you don't know what a ditto machine, because you were not born in the 80s, but a ditto machine it was a way to reproduce a large quantity of information on copy paper, what we would call copy paper today, and it used a, a purple ink, and the purple ink got the whole sheet wet and damp, and it gave it a really kind of musty smell. You, and so, and for those of you that can remember, for those of you born in the 90s, you are lucky that you missed out on this. And, and I can, yeah, right, right, I just say right there, yeah, yeah. Okay, and sometimes the sometimes these things would be so wet, the, the sheets would be so wet that you couldn't write on it with your pencil. Like it was just too wet to absorb the lead. So, but then the Xerox machine made its way into the schools. And I still remember my first grade teacher, Mrs. Derrick, that's who it was. She came in with Xerox papers and it was black and white and they were warm. And I was like, wow, this is really nice because the other was cold and yucky, okay? That was modern innovation. And, and also in Mrs. Derrick's class, I can remember watching film strips. Remember the, you, for the, again, I'm sorry if I'm talking over some of you younger folks, but the film strip projector, when we got our first one, the teacher would read the thing, ding, and then the kid at the projector machine, that was his job, and he'd be like, click, and the new slide would show up, and we were like, yes, all right. And, and, and we learned about how to read, and we learned about caterpillars, and we learned all this amazing cool stuff because it was technology, baby, and it was wonderful. And then it became automated. You took this thing called a cassette tape. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a cassette tape or not, but it's this little short thing. It's got two holes in the middle, and you, you, you put it in this machine, and it reads the tape. And then the tape had the ding in it. And so as you're going through the whole show, they're ding. And then the, the film strip automatically advanced. And we were blown away. And we were like, oh, play that one again. And, and we would watch it. And, and that was technology. And then we had these things called overhead projectors. And oh my gosh, you could put, put your sheet on the overhead projector. You could shine it on the deal. And wow, look at all the stuff that we can do now. Isn't this amazing? But life is different now. Think about your think about your cell phone that you have in your pocket right now. Aaron's got my cell phone. Okay. Think about your cell phone. Everything that you can get to on your cell phone. And how magical and awesome it is. Do you remember the rotary dial phone that you had in your house? Yes. Okay? We had the extra long extension cord by the kitchen. Okay? And, and, and remember, if you were on the phone, nobody else could talk to you. They would get a busy signal. Now, again, if you're a child of the 90s, you don't know what a busy signal is. But it's like, eh, eh. Okay. Now, I want you to think about your classroom practice and think about the, the, the changes that we've got available to us through technology and the things that we can do with technology that we couldn't do before. In 1642, this is where public education started. Go with me here. In 1642, in Massachusetts, there's this act called the Deluder Satan Act. Okay? Yeah. Puritans. 
Man, it's like Oklahoma. All right. <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm not trying to fit. Okay. But what, what the old, uh, the older leader saying next said that any village with at least 50 people in it had to have a teacher, and they taught from a book, and they taught them about English, and they taught them about Latin, and that's how public education started in the United States. And the thing is, we're still teaching from books today, and there's something wrong with that. I'm not saying books are bad. I love books. I read books all the time. But, but think about where we started with books and how they are still so prominent in our classrooms. There are better ways to learn. There are easier things to use. There are more, uh, more things available to us than ever before, ever in the history of the world. My, gran my great-grandmother lived to see, to, to watch covered wagons turn into, uh, it turn into space shuttles. But if you, look at, if you look at that same time period, we've got classrooms that still look like this. Does your classroom still look like this? Could a teacher from the 1880s walk into your classroom and feel comfortable? Because they're at the front, they write on the board, and the kids are in their rows in front of them. With the youngest ones in the front, the smartest ones on the side, so they can pass the information down. It shouldn't look like that anymore. This conference has been amazing for a variety of reasons. Just the two keynotes this morning give you ideas that you can use right now, starting today, where you can have your kids have choice, have voice, and they can share what they're learning in ways that are not worksheets. And if you give them an iPad, and you tell them to do a worksheet on the iPad, you just gave them a $900 worksheet. Okay? Let them create. Let them develop. Let them show. Let them grow. And then you can document all of that, and you can share it with their parents. I love seeing what my own kids are doing. We are not in the 1880s anymore. We are not in the single classrooms anymore. And remember this. If you teach how you were taught, you're teaching to your past and not your students' future. Thank you.